Welcome to episode three of Perfect Idea Corporation. In this podcast, you get to listen to me, David, and my two best buds, Liam and Brett, learn how to make the world's most perfect computer game. What is that game, you ask? The game is called AFL RPG. We've got no experience making games. We've never delivered on our perfect ideas before. Can we do it? Stay tuned to this episode and find out. Okay. Kick us off. Welcome back. I'm the real David. And I'm the real Liam. I'm Brett. I may or may not be real. So let's get straight into this week's podcast. Um, Last week, I was going to map out the story so baby boy Brett could understand it better. I was going to do another tutorial on how to make RPG battles. Liam was going to make Nick Nat run. He was going to get Unity and he was going to try and get Sharkman, Dustin Martin as a character into the Unity engine. Brett was going to edit the podcast, do a mock-up of what town looks like, and he was going to make a mining town song. How did we go, boys? Um, you, you start us off. <laughs> I thought I thought that was a bold statement of like I'll go first, but no, you just threw David under the bus. Um, I I visualized the story as we as we've seen. Um, you did using some odd website. What was that called? Yeah, Micro? a couple of different odd websites. I used a site called Micro, which is lets you just do visualizations, and then I found this open source. Um, called Twine and this open source software, which lets you create branching dialogue and then it converts it into a text-based game. So you can kind of test the paths and how they go. So you can play it. Um, have, you, have you shared this with us yet? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm looking at a Google Doc. I don't <laughs> Not everything's in a Google Doc. It's just a link of David's got like heaps of different HTML links to just random yeah. websites that say I what kept, you need them to. I kept linking you things and then deleting the post because I kept changing my mind about which was better to, to do. It's hard to visualize a story um, because you either go too superficial um, and just have the major beats or you go so in-depth and you have every possible side quest and stuff. So... Where, where I ended up was to have the major story points on that. Um, right, Myro. Okay, I see Myro. I haven't Myro. looked at this yet. And yeah, I've already I've already received three emails from Myro. <laughs> yeah, looked in once. I've looked at the page once. Yeah, they're pretty awful, aren't they? They're killing um, me, David. What are you doing to me? You can unsubscribe. You know I don't do that. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think mapping out the story actually helped. And I I pitched the story to Millie Main, my uh, my soon-to-be wife. Um, and she and because I'd mapped out the story, I was able to pitch it, I think, a bit more effectively than I had previously. And she had some good feedback on stuff that we could improve and change. Um, That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's like a timeline with dot points and colors. Yeah, and I think we can drag around. Um, we can post up a picture of it so people can 
um, look at what we're talking about, but it's a timeline and I've got like major story points across the top and you've got main quests that drive the story on the bottom and then sub quests. And so you could like drag and drop and um, when we create little quests, put them where they should fit on the story. That's mm. how I kind of thought it should happen. That's um, cool. Yeah. I did that for you, Fred. I did that for I you. I know. I didn't, I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Um, just like many things. It, <laughs> just, yeah, um, exactly. How'd you go with your tutorial? Uh, good. There's this tutorial I found on the YouTube, um, which is hours long, which is really good because as I, I said to Brett, like I found one text-based tutorial on how to find, how to create battles and they just, gloss over so much like when you can't see the person doing it and follow what they've clicked the it's impossible to convey all the instructions so i started mm. with this text-based one and got lost very very quickly um i've been following this other one for like a, a, the first two episodes and yeah it's it's hard like there's a little just it's hard to get small things right. For example, um, the battle scene is uh, um, that you have a camera facing down, so you have you can adjust the angle of the camera. Mm. And then in the tutorial, you create a battle canvas, which is like um, the menu bar that shows like your moves and enemies to attack. But that's a big canvas that sits in front of the camera, basically. And so to like position that right and to get it to be the right, that's where I'm stuck at the moment and stopped was like trying to get the um, canvas to stay where I want it um, on the screen. Um, no, yeah, I think it's not, it's not easy. I, from my memory, messing with Unity, like the whole text, getting text to display um and yeah having it sort of line up with the camera and, and be where you want is a lot harder than you'd think well i got it to display and then it, i hadn't done something right and so the result like if the resolution changed everything got distorted like it wasn't built i didn't set it up right so it would scale with the screen size yeah so it was kind of like i had it right in my scene view when i was creating it but then as soon as i went to play it, it the text got distorted and everything went crazy um, just like just like every every video game that we cherish. Exactly. Um, um, but the the cool thing that I did learn, which is just quickly on some computer science stuff, was um, I shared you those those classes. So the tutorial gets you to write a script quite early on, so like write code, which then you use to to do stuff in the game. And what they got you to do was write these templates for hero characters and enemy characters. And within it, you have um, like you create a uh, you create their state basically. Like what what will their I'm just bringing it up. Like what will their name be and their HP be and their current health points and like their stamina and intellect. And so you create a, a class in the script, and then you kind of just drag that script onto the component on the screen and it populates all that stuff within the, the graphical interface that you can interact with. Yep. So it's kind of like you creates a space where you can type in then their base HP. Um, yeah, which in is a variable in the script, right? But it, it, yeah. when you drag it on, it creates it as a component 
on the Unity yeah. menu, so you can very easily like press play, change the HP to thirty, press play again. All right, that was too easy. Bump it to yeah, sixty. Exactly. Try like it's really good for iterative um, testing. Yeah. Um, and the I guess the one little interesting thing from that is this is my first time experiencing like a um, strongly typed or statically typed language, which means like in the languages that I've learned, when you declare a variable, you don't have to tell the, um, you don't have to write what it is. Like you don't have to say it's a, it's a number or it's a string or it's, um, but in Unity, the languages in Unity you do have to. So for every single variable, you have to define um, yep. what it is. Like it, this has to be a number. And um, that's, yeah, that was a little adjustment that I had to make. Really? That's interesting. I would have thought you'd you'd know heaps about variable classes already. But you don't have to, like in Ruby and JavaScript, you don't have to say the type of a variable. Like if, if say, I have a name variable, I could pass it a number or I could pass it an object. I can pass it. But in C Sharp, you have to, um, yep. you have to say ahead of time what it's going to be. Like it'll always be an, a number or a float or a string. Um, and if it's or not, if it, or a double, yeah. And if it's not, it will raise an error. So that's the difference. That's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. That was all me. Um, following on from that, David, I did get Unity. Yep. And yes, I felt like uh, you know going through a tutorial to try to get. So I was trying to get bones into a character, which kind of basically. It allows you to move a character around a lot more easily than redrawing, you know, the character, the character's arms or legs moving forward. So, mm. for potentially for myself moving forward, it's a good way to go. Um, but it's yeah, one of those things, I guess, like going through a tutorial, and when there are slight differences between, you know, what you have available, you know, so my Unity, there were there were issues that were just like slightly different. Mm. Yeah. And it just slows everything down when you're like, oh, this didn't didn't quite work. Why? Yeah, you, Why? you, need, a, you need some resilience to to, to get your like, to get like your stuff yeah, where it needs to be, basically. Yeah, like if the tutorial doesn't like enable you to solve the problem that you're stuck on, and you have to go and do your own research, that's typically when I kind of have to really battle to get. get the through. problem I find is that. Unity gets updated every couple of months, so and they're always changing shit around. So, um, like I was looking at a just a, a simple, I want to get this sprite sheet and import it and have it animate, and they've moved where the number of frames it takes to animate or something like that. They moved where yeah. that is. <laughs> it's just been like a good couple of minutes just trying to track that down. Yeah, I feel like they need to so. So basically, like the for example, the tutorial that I was watching, it would be really handy if in the, which it may actually be, but in the description, if they just had like here's an updated link to some of the things that you need to do, so so like terminology to like where I would find where certain parts are that that are referred yeah. to in the previous. Typically, you'll yeah. see that in the comments, like one of the yeah. comments will be someone saying, "Oh, for version." You know, 2018, you might need to change this. Yeah, which is handy, which is where a lot of stuff got solved, but, you know, still. So basically, uh, you know, if 
for example, if Rose was looking at all of my um, tabs open up at the moment on on Chrome, she would see some tabs that are just like pictures of Dutton, Dustin Martin. <laughs> Uh, and then it followed by a tab that says bone influence not selectable within the 2DI case winning <laughs> editor. <laughs> bone uh, influence not selectable. Yeah, exactly. That's a and good I, search. Some good, some good mixes. And then well, I've got Dipper Domenico with a, with a mullet AFL as a Google search tab, <laughs> which is a deep cut. Feel free to Google that. Anyway, so I, I at least did it. Went through the process. There are a few issues with that I had with just like getting a file ready to for it to work properly. So I needed basically the suggestion is use a PSB file, which is really easy to separate a character into different elements, so that yeah. then when you are animating those elements, they uh, are sort of independent. You know, in a way, are independent on the character model. So, so basically, the the models that I made were very. They were just a bit fucked up, really. But um, I did make manage to get a bone structure into a character and, and, and to move it around to cool. a decent decent amount. So, yeah, so I made it a decent way through. And then I, when I imported the character into, the, into a scene, a blank scene, yeah. uh, I could not find the bones, and then that's when I gave up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And went back to... Classic back to problem. Like, exactly. Can't find the bones. Can't find the bones anywhere. They've they've been eaten from the inside out. Um, so instead, I just went back to like, all right, well, I'll try and make another model in that really basic um, pixel animation editor. Um, yeah, I mean, they're great too. They're fun things, and they're good, actually good tests as to how we may want the characters to look anyway. So they're pretty fun. Mm. They're just a pretty fun exercise in probably i guess developing the aesthetic of the, of the of the character and character design mm. do you think that it would be easier to like the effort of learning unity would it pay off is i guess is my question yeah i think it would when yeah. you okay. know like when we when we get all of the numbers together it would just at the time i was sitting on my bed and to get <laughs> you know i was just doing it on on the, on the laptop and my other computer is what has photoshop and so to like get everything yeah, yeah. sorted in terms of all the files that, that I needed to properly give it a go, it was just like, oh, I, I really, I'm, I'm not going to do that now. Um, so I'll probably go through the process again and try it one more time or a couple more times and just try it. <laughs> once more. And once more it. and then go, look, David, I did it. And then we're <laughs> sorted. Stop telling me to do stuff every week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so far, like a couple of episodes ago, you guys mentioned the, the choice about the eyeballs on the characters, yep. um, which I think is just a fun thing to play around with. <laughs> but um, one thing with, because we're going with a fairly like pixelated look, classic SNES look, the vibe was so often and still is with pixel animation, like big head, little body. Yep. Because you want that emotion. But a, a part of me just thinks like, I kind of want to get the body a bit bigger because that's what AFL really is all about. It's about emotionless machines <laughs> that have big, big, strong legs for running. And, and I don't know, I, I just wonder, it may be worth trying to make a few other characters that are a different sort of size and scale and stuff in terms yeah. of the head, 
head design. But I um, quite like the the latest one that you've put together, the Walking Man test. That yeah, like I think fit. that's yeah. It's kind of not the head's sort of like double or triple like a normal head size. I think the character's a bit ugly. Kind of looks like a big baby, but um, <laughs> I was trying to get the big, head, the big head though. Like you wouldn't get the haircut detail, and yeah, that. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, um, Brett, do you want to run us through cool. if you're able to? My tasks were to edit the podcast, do a mock-up of what a town looks like, and make a mining town song. And I only did one of those things, which was edit the podcast. Which ongoing is it, it, you've like you've made a great role for yourself, Brett, and that you're like are always meeting the the requirements. Yeah, because otherwise we wouldn't be meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit rougher than the previous one because we <laughs> talked a bit, but it's quite a fun task. Um, just listening back to our discussion and then cutting out all the funny bits. And, <laughs> getting rid of them. cutting them out <laughs> nah uh, yeah just just cutting out ums and ahs and like when we talk over each other and stuff like that and fixing up a few a technical issues yeah I think it's because yeah. of the medium we're using as well because yeah. you try to say something and then someone else jumps in and then you start we're all too polite for each other yeah really people should just start talking loudly over the top of each other and then worry about Brett fixing it later <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get a game done just talk don't listen to anyone else. Just all ha- all have a bump of coke before we uh, before we yeah. get down to the podcast. Mm. Just talk at each other for a solid hour. Yeah. Um, I was meant to do a mock up of what a town looks like. I didn't do that. I was meant to make a mining town song. I didn't do that either. But I did do a lot of research in our field. In mining town that. songs. Do you mean uh, playing games? <laughs> yeah. You got me. You got research. That, that that's yeah. It's tax deductible. Yeah. Uh yeah, I didn't I didn't do a whole lot. I was pretty burned out after doing the podcast. It took me a couple of days. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, well, that was good anyway. I feel like um probably what we're going to talk about today a bit more may help with that like thinking about what the town looks like uh and also with the overall plot. So w- what I thought we could do is just go through like a location list. Um, and they can all be pretty arbitrary and like dislocated locations, but it may help us just like flesh out, okay, you know, how many scenes will occur by having all of these locations? Mm-hmm. What are going to be more like closer to the, the main part of the story or, or will just be a fun sort of side areas? Mm. Uh, so so, for example, um, I didn't really write too much down, other than just like write a few down a few actual locations. But for so for one of them, I wrote down the toilets, and this could be like fairly early character development, um, which you know you may have to go in to get tough in front of some of your some of your mates, and then the characters in that location could be some tough toilet boys. What does getting tough in front of your mates in the toilets mean? <laughs> <laughs> like all right so I, I was thinking in the story like it'd be pretty funny if the first person you meet is like a like a nerdy statistician type you know like he's like oh, just comes out of the toilet and is like covered in his own urine and he's like the toilet boys like 
I love, I love the ideas of the toilet boys being like a, a faction or a gang. Yeah, exactly. Um, and anyway, and that's all it is. Like you just go in there and there's one battle uh, or two battles, you know, like there's the top toilet boy and, and then the, the, and then the bottom feeders. <laughs> number one and number two. <laughs> exactly. And they're all wearing Hawthorne colours, which for people who aren't... <laughs> Uh, people don't know much about AFL Hawthorne uh, poo and poo and pee colours. They're brown <laughs> and yellow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that's a good um, good, good vertical stuff. slice there. Yeah. Is there anything you want me to change or add to this? We no. want to change or add to what you've just said. You mean? Yeah. So, are you intending to like make a tile set for a toilet? You know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that sits within. I'm imagining like a toilet block. Yeah. So I think so I was thinking about the school, right? So the school could just be like a big oval. So is this so, so is this is this at the school or in your starting town? Well, I think I think the game should start with you arriving at your new school because that instantly gives you options for exploring um and pe- when people to interact with. Yeah. I think a, a school is like a good opening setting. Let's just um, yeah. I think, yeah, focus I think focus on just like let's school. just pump out a bunch of like scenes, vignettes, if you will. At the school. At the school. Okay. So like so maybe after that you could have, you know, the change rooms could be another another location. Are you are you suggesting that because you could reuse the toilet tile set and just add some lockers? <laughs> exactly. Instead of toilets says benches. <laughs> hey, Showers. I feel like that one would be more closely tied to the actual plot, you know? Yeah. So, so if we like wanted to mean... write a self-contained scene of your character arriving in the toilet, in the toilet room, and he meets a young nerd boy who's been accosted by the toilet boys, and then a fight takes place, like that gives us a map, some dialogue, and a battle, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's self-contained. And everyone has to poop. That's true. It's um, going to be one of the main uh, main aspects of the gameplay. <laughs> that's what the toilet boys say. Everyone has to poop. <laughs> Not in here. Yeah. Um, Do it in your own time. So I think focusing on the, the toilets and the toilet boys again. How? <laughs> when... <laughs> Fred. All right, yep. Well, so what is like your character arrives in that scene what is it that the toilet think, boys want like it well i think you is there going to be role playing and that you get to choose your responses how you deal with the toilet boys in regards to this i don't think so i think maybe like any responses and stuff that you choose it's more just like it gives you like like there's different um character responses but i think ultimately like after, the same place yeah so like after i did end up watching a bit of Earthbound Let's Play. Yep. Which was another nice. task that we all gave ourselves. That's true. Yep. And that that is just like like pretty funny dialogue with like some options in a pretty ba- like in, in a fairly basic or like the the chat looks a lot like the chat that you'd made, David. So it's all just like above the characters. Um, yeah. and you just choose from very minimal te- like options. And, you know, and sort of that's it. So it's not too hard to to have big dialogue trees and big yep. 
plot driving trees. It's more just like maybe you can you could say one of two things to these toilet boys, and then you just you get into a fight. What were you thinking, Brett? That you can join the toilet boys. <laughs> yeah, you've got an option to join the toilet boys. Um, you could like depending on what what stat skills you've put your stat points into you could like intimidate with your muscles or talk your way out of it compliment (laughs) but um i don't think we really yeah i think liam's got their idea that we want it to be very basic linear with a cut like maybe maximum of two choices at at key points of the dialogue i think the the afl main future game that we make definitely should have those features totally great yeah they're great Totally. I think, yeah, I think we want to keep things fairly tight and basic. Both Maybe, in terms of... yeah. Uh, again, this is me being naive about how much work it takes, but maybe you could just have um, certain plot uh, conversation choices trigger buffs or debuffs in the battle. That they, so, like, the battle Ooh. is inevitable, but you, if you yep. pick the right path, you, they get sad or whatever, or you, you get strong. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the classic SS. Uh, <laughs> sad or strong. Yeah. Um, and so, what would some of the let's say you big... fight a gang of toilet boys? What are their moves? I've got a big question for before that. That's a great question, though, Brett. Um, do the toilet boys have stink lines on them? <laughs> surely, surely, toilet surely. boys. I'm going to write stink line down. <laughs> Stinky yeah. lines. I I also thought that like instead of you know on the toilet doors, like you know usually there's an anarchy symbol. There's a big maybe S, an S for soccer or shit. Oh. I was gonna say what's the Stussy S? Oh yeah, Stussy S's. Yeah, that's it. Gotta have those. Right. So the the toilet boys are anti AFL. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, in the same way that they're at, that often there's like anarchist connotations with say teen teen toilet scenes in like teen films. <laughs> uh, there could be yeah, like it's a, there's a big S symbol, so it's like in a in a red circle, a la the classic anarchy anarchy symbol. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, Brett, what moves? What moves do they have? Oh, like throw a toilet roll. Yep, throw a toilet roll. So we've got the roll toss. We've got the like head in, t- or, which would be head in the pot, like a potty dunk. They should just have like insult and punch. Stinky punch. Stink. Yeah. Stink punch is good. Stinky punch slash insult. I think that's that's plenty for their like move set. Yeah, they're not supposed to be the ma- a main character. I think um so so for example right. Um, with with Earthbound, which I think was a great suggestion in terms of how far you want, like the Earthbound probably has too many stats actually, um, but a lot of the stats just affect probability of things happening. Mm-hmm. What do so, you mean? like some yeah. of the stats, like there's a gut stat which affects the chance that you will do like a critical hit. All right. So, like the higher it is, the the greater chance that you'll do one. Yeah, and a lot of it seemed to just have like like there are a couple of raw like health and 
HP and PP. I think another thing that Earthbound does well that we could borrow is it's got a lot of like when the enemy isn't doing anything, there's like flavor text. So like the the punk is doing a kickflip, not that it's animated, but it just says like, it in the yeah. In the, it's in like the chat in world um, descriptions of what the enemy is doing, which is just represented by a static sprite. Yeah, exactly. Which I think so. So someone doing a potty dunk, you would not actually animate the guy running or one of the t- toilet thugs running over and grabbing your head and shoving it in the potty. It's yep. just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just the name of it. Um, should we do another scene? Yeah, for sure. I think you got to have a footy oval at some point, right? Um, yeah, you, yeah. So we could have the footy oval. You know, you could have young kids kicking a soccer ball and you have to beat them up and t- tell them it's all about footy. That's good. Just any sport. You could have that's any like sport. a quest a quest to, to like um, to convince convert, convert the whole oval to footy and you've got to go fight all the different types of sports yeah. people. That's a good idea. Um so I yeah, I think we keep it basic for now. We've got the toilet scene, we've got the footy oval scene. If we can write some side quest dialogue and tiny characters to 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 go with that, yeah, that'd be good. Okay. So, how about like so we've we've got a little bit of that in place. Do you want to go through, David, the notes that you wrote about about the plot, about changing it a bit, or yeah? So it's very similar to where we ended up, but. Just some small refinements. So what what where I ended up was it starts and you've just moved with your dad to a mining town. Um, you're in your last year of high school and your your dad is a single dad um, and you're angry at your dad for taking you from your hometown and your footy team. So you realise your dad has forgotten to do his footy tips and so you go down to the mine, still angry at him, um, and give him, give, remind him to do his tips. And as you walk away from um, the mine, Joffre the gold demon attacks, and you stop the demon, but you lose, and the mine is destroyed. And then your dad's last words are to avenge you and to go number one in the national draft. And then you get taken in by the coach who becomes your mentor at this new school and then lots of stuff happens and then the end is similar to what to what we talked about sounds great i had a great uh idea for something that joffre can say okay (laughs) so he goes coal is wood What is the Joffre Gold Demon? <laughs> so he's a guy who barracks for Collingwood. Just a guy. Yeah, he's an the old man. He's a supporter of a team. <laughs> yeah, he's like the lead supporter of a team, which everyone wears, knows about. He wears a gold jacket. He wears a okay. gold jacket, but he only puts the gold jacket on when he thinks that like the game is is like all said and done. <laughs> like we've got this, we've got this, you know. And I think I don't know. I'm sure there's, there's probably a supercut of him putting the jacket on and Collingwood losing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, but potentially not. I don't know. I think that the small changes that were made were. I think originally we said you like defeat Joffre the demon, 
and now in this version he gets away and what that means is that you have this um, revenge arc and he can be the the fake big bad for the entire game yeah and then you, not until the end you realize he's not um I, I think we do the classic like when you're fighting him he's got a huge health bar and it feels like you're doing nothing yep, yep. and yep. then when you get but like like you'll always the story will happen the same each way so like when you're probably when your hp hits a certain amount and then your next attack st- like stops this you know stops Jofra, but he destroys the mine yeah um has another idea um from millie main on what you can collect in the game mm-hmm. and the idea Luke. of footy car footy cards oh yeah great Little footy cars just around the place that you get. That way we can we can make classic jokes about AFL players. Draw yeah. their like. Draw their I was like thinking that it'd be we could have some fantastical element of time travel, which would allow the same, either bringing players from the past into the future, or you as a character going back into the past to like recruit the greatest footy team or something like that. Some some way in the story for you to interact with past and present. Oh, the cards could do that. It could be like Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, fuck yeah. So like... (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time I've ever heard someone say, oh, fuck yeah, in response to (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. No, I was thinking more about the general idea, not so much straight up (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Blue eyes, white Glen Archer. (laughs) We should put up some a picture of Jofra um, so people know who we're talking about. and then I reckon Christopher, we should rope into voice, some dialogue. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Solid. It's getting stronger. Cool. That's the that's the that's the dog sound of sound of ending it. That's the hounds of loving this podcast. <laughs> what they're calling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we probably should figure out a way to say goodbye. Well, quickly. Next, uh, going forward, yeah, I think I still need to finish an actual like complete running animation or sprite sheet of all directions because I totally forgot that you obviously need to be walking up and down as well as side to side. So yeah. that's still on my agenda. Yep. Right. Um, yep. That's that's cool. I am going to keep moving on with this tutorial because we do have to figure out how to have battles. So. Um, there's like six hours of it to get through and it's it's good i was i was enjoying it until i got stuck with this bloody getting text on the screens thing yeah um i'll edit this and maybe try and mock up or maybe i'll write um battle music for the toilet scene or something to do with i feel like now that we have a scene in mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah just a big old flush yeah (laughs) When the character dies, they like do a spin as if they're going down the toilet. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon a song, and then together we can work. Or all of us can just get have a crack. Yep, sounds good. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Thanks all for right. joining us. As always, follow us on Instagram at Perfect Idea Corporation. Any feedback? Uh, how we could make the show? Better. All right. Fairly well. Goodbye.
Come on up. That's-